Hey, good evening, guys. Happy Tuesday. It is Charlie here with Studio 412 Ministries. Welcome to our weekly podcast. Uh, this week, I'm going to be continuing our, our series on Endgame. Uh, last week, we talked about, uh, we went to Ephesians 1, 13 and 14. Um, and I asked you guys a question, and, and, and I just kind of, you know, wanted to put a, a thought in your head and and challenge you to ask the Holy Spirit to powerfully work in your lives and help in your struggles and, and strengthening us in our tasks. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that uh, everybody spent time this week with the Father, um, and, and not just a couple of minutes, but speaking, uh, but spending that intimate time with Him, um, in order for Him to be able to to talk to you, to um, just have a conversation with you, and I hope that you all listened. Um, so this week I'm going to continue uh, with our with our series on Endgame. It's a, a four part series. I've got two more after this week, two more weeks to go on it, uh, and then we're going to go, you know, in a different direction as far as what direction that's going to be. I'm not 100% sure because God's not shown it to me yet. Um, so uh, just want to thank you guys uh, again for joining. Um, wanted to let you know that if you would like to follow us on, on Facebook, you can. It's facebook.com backslash studio412ministries, Inc. Um, my wife uh, has been posting some, some live videos talking about some stuff that the Father has shown her uh, the last several weeks, and it's just been amazing, amazing. Um, also, we've got our website. It's uh, still under construction, but it's up and running um, for now. It's definitely a, a change, you know, a weekly change. So that way, uh, we can keep you guys informed on on what the Father is doing um, in us and through us and with us. Uh, so please go on to Facebook, follow Studio Four Twelve Ministries Inc. Our website address is on there. Uh, feel free to like us, comment, um, and just let us know, you know, what we can do to help you to, to pray for you um, in these upcoming weeks. So let's go ahead and get started. Uh, we're going to go to 1 Peter 1. 1 Peter 1. I'm going to read out of the New King James first, and then I will probably pick it up in the Passion. Um, so uh, here we go. 1 Peter 1.13 says, Therefore gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest hope, rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lusts as in your ignorance, but as he who has called you is holy. But he who called you is holy. You also be holy in your conduct. Not just in some of your conduct, but in all of your conduct. Because it is written, be holy for I am holy. And I'm going to go just a little bit further uh, and say, And if you will call on the Father who will without partiality judge it, Without partiality, judges according to each one's work. Conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here in fear. And that's not a, a fear 
that is, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm so scared. No, that's a fear. The, the fear that is being referenced there is reverence. Um, is reverence. You know, conduct yourselves throughout your time of stay here in reverence of the Father. Um, and, and what he has called you to do and what he, he um, charges you to do and, and tells you to do. Um, I did a, a thing on fear uh, a few weeks back. Um, I, I don't believe I, I did it in a podcast. Uh, actually, I know I didn't, uh, but I wrote out something. I, I wrote out a just a, a statement on, on what fear is. And, you know, fear is reverence. It's an awe of something, you know. You hear people talking about all the time the fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord. That's that's not talking about being scared of Him. That's talking about reverencing Him, being in reverence of Him. Uh, verse eighteen, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like gold or silver from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers. That's that's the little f fathers. That's your earthly fathers. But with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. So we're going to go ahead and get started. Um, I want to start out by saying this. Holiness is not a restrictive word. We're going to talk a little bit about holiness and, and being holy. Um, holiness is not a restrictive word. Um, holiness doesn't tell you, you can't do this. Um, it tells you that you should live like Christ. You should be holy like the Father is holy. It's not a restrictive word, but rather a life-giving boundary that allows us to focus our God-given ambitions. That allows us to focus on what God has given us and what God has told us to do without having to worry about conformity to the world and, and what the world has to offer you. I did a video on that uh, a, a couple of months back. And it was just, I did a whole study on, on being non-conforming material. It was, it was great. I'm, I'm going to have to see if I can uh, get that posted on, on Facebook or, or the website. And, you know, that way you guys can, can follow it as well. Um, as we go through our, 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 uh, our message today, we must make sure that holiness doesn't only include our actions, but is motivated by a heart towards God you can do anything you want because you have free will you can be good you can you can choose not to sin but you have to be willing it's not only just to be obedient and not doing what you know you're not supposed to do but you have to be willing to make that change to to make the change to follow the Father, to follow Christ, and live as he lived. Jesus lived a holy, spotless, sinless life. And we're called to be Christ-like. That's what being a Christian is, is to be Christ-like. Now, nobody's perfect. We're not perfect. Um, people, you know, the, people are going to make mistakes. But you love them through it. 
and, and, and you don't look down on them because of those mistakes. Hate the sin, love the person. Because the Bible tells us to walk in love. Um, so, oftentimes when people think of the word holiness, there's a negative, um, negative outlook on it. Because a lot of people don't know what it, what it truly means. Um, thoughts of not having fun or being an upright person usually comes to mind. Um, there's a faulty definition to the word holiness. Meaning, you can't do anything. You can't do this and you can't do that. That's not what it means. It means you shouldn't do this because you know that you shouldn't live that way, that you should live according to the Father. The Bible does say to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness will come. And when you accepted Christ into your heart, you became the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. You became a Christian, meaning you are to live Christ-like. It's just, you know, I, 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 I don't get Sunday Christians, man. I'm just going to be completely honest that, that go out and live the way that they do Monday through Saturday and come in and raise their hands and, and worship the Father and, you know, have time with the Father and feel his tangible presence and then go out Monday morning and do the exact same thing or walk out of the doors of the church and do the exact same things that they were doing when they came in. When you have an encounter with the Father, when you have an encounter with the Holy Spirit, that changes you. Well, it should. It should. But sometimes it doesn't. Um... And that's a heart problem. That's a heart issue. That That's not anything else. Um, I'm going to go to, I'm going to kick it back to 1 Peter 1. Um, in 1 Peter 1, Peter's talking, is writing to a group of believers that have been scattered, and he refers to them as exiles. So I'm going to go to 1 Peter chapter 1 and, and verse 1. And I'm going to read it. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the pilgrims of the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, and sanctification of the Spirit, for obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace be multiplied. He's talking to those that are scattered out, that are, you know, in, in different regions or different areas. Um, and, and he's talking about, you know, a heavenly inheritance that you're going to get, how to live before the Father, um, you know, his enduring word, the Father's enduring word. There's just a lot in this first, uh, in this first chapter of, of Peter, of First Peter, that is, is great. But when he writes to them, he writes to them to be holy, this is 
all in contrast to their former lives. The, the ignorance that they had of who the father is. In the midst of difficulty, they may have been tempted to give in to their culture's values and just be absorbed into those views. That goes back to conformity. Do not be conformed. Romans 12.2 says it. Do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you'll know what is that good uh, and perfect will of the Father, will of God. You have to put aside the old you. Because when you were born again, you were made a new creation. You know, he that be in Christ is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. Meaning you don't have to live to your former life because you're living to a new life. You don't have to follow the, the lusts of the flesh because you have the fruits of the Spirit. And those fruits of the Spirit... Go in with this holiness that I'm talking about because you know what to do and you choose to do it because you have reverence to the Father. You have a fear of the Lord. However, as Peter's transition from thanking God for their salvation in the previous verses, he's now charging them to live a holy and different life because they come from a God who is holy and in and of himself. When you accepted Christ as your Savior, when Christ went up on that cross and he poured out his blood and died for you so your sins could be covered, you changed area codes, you changed zip codes, you went from living in this world and on this world to, to living in a place where when your mortal body is, is gone, your spirit is going to go to heaven and your spirit is going to be seated. You are going to be seated at the right hand of the Father. And just imagine, I mean, if you can, just close your eyes and, and, and think about what that looks like. You know, you get to go into the throne room. But you can do that now. You just have to choose to. It's all about the intimacy with the Father. Go into the throne. Crawl up in Daddy's lap. And just sit back in his arms and let him put his arms around you. And just, ah, oh, it's amazing. Guys, it's amazing. How much he loves us. It's amazing how much he wants to do for us, but we have to let him do it. We have to let him do it. When the word holiness is used, it is specifically discussing the aspect of being set apart. However, the set apartness is not just from the word the world. You're not just set apart from the world. You're not just set apart from, you know, the things of the world. Me, personally, I did drugs. I, I was an alcoholic. 
I slept around with, with multiple women. I cheated. I, I lied. There was a lot of stuff that I did that whenever I... Whenever I rededicated my life to the Father, that stuff went away. I have no desire to drink. I have no desire to do drugs. I have no desire to be with multiple women or, or cheat on my wife. My wife is an amazing woman that God ordained me and her being together. You know, the Bible says in, in Proverbs that he who finds a wife finds a good thing. And obtains favor from, from the Lord. I found. I didn't just find a good thing. I found the best thing. I found the best thing. And, and the favor that I have gotten. From the Lord because of it. Has been exceedingly and abundantly. All I could ever think. Or imagine. The set apart uh, holiness used here is specifically discussing the aspect of being set apart. However, that is not just from the world, but comes about because one is being set apart to God. You know, it's similar to how repentance is not just turning away from our lives, but rather turning it towards God. When you repent, you make a change. And it's not a subtle change. It's a radical change. It's a complete transformation from where you were, from what you did, to what you told the Father you're not going to do. That you have you know, said um, to the Father that you're sorry. You're not going to do that again. And you don't. Peter is reminding these followers to their task to remain holy as God is holy. By thinking deeply on him. And that will lead to producing holiness in their lives. Spend time with the Father. When he knocks at your door, let him in. Sit down at the table with him. Sit down in your closet. And think about him. Think about things of him. Your mind shouldn't go to the thoughts of the world. It should go to the thoughts of the Father and what the Father is telling you to do. Living a life of holiness is more than just a superficial activity tacked on to, a, to spiritual expl explanations. It consists of external acts, to be sure, but not divorced from right internal, internal motive. R.C. Sproul says in The Holiness of God, a superficial style of nonconformity is the classical pharisaical trap. I can't speak today. <laughs> I can't speak today. Pharisaical trap. The kingdom of God is not about buttons, movies, or dancing. The kingdom of God is, focused, is not focused on what we eat or what we drink. The call of nonconformity is the call to a deeper level of righteousness that goes beyond externals. When piety is defined exclusively in terms of externals, the whole point of the teaching of the apostle has been lost. 
somehow we fail to hear the words of Jesus that is not what goes into a man's mouth that defines a man, but what comes out of his mouth. However, we still often want to make the kingdom a matter of eating and drinking. When we're talking about holiness, we have to understand that it is a gift from God to us so that all of our energies can be pointed to function properly. You know, when God gives you a gift like a sexual desire, it functions best in line with the way he instructed it. And that's an intimate relationship with one man and one woman. Whom is your wife or your husband? Guys, I, I, I can't sit here and tell you that I didn't have sex before marriage because I'd be a liar if I did. Um, but guys, it was so much more rewarding during that covenant that I had with my wife. It's so much better. He is not looking to extinguish our joy. The Father does not want us to not have fun. He does not want us to not laugh and smile and joke and cut up and carry on. Guys, trust me. God has a sense of humor. God has a sense of humor. He's not all, you know, lightning bolts and staffs. Don't get me wrong. He can go there. And he will. He's not afraid to. Because he's a good father. And a good father disciplines their children. A good father disciplines their children. And God is, is a great father. Trust me, the father spanked me several times over some stuff. One being my disobedience to listen to what he has called me to do. Which, coming back into that obedience, is what brought me to where I am right now, sitting here on this podcast, Tuesday evening, October 8th, talking to you about this. He's not looking to extinguish your joy but rather to set it aflame in the right context. He doesn't want to take your joy completely out. He wants to fan the fire of the joy that's in you to where you go and you spread that fire to others. He wants you to spread the fire that's inside of you for him and for his word and for his calling and, and for his healing power. He wants you to fan that flame and spread that fire. He wants it to spread like wildfire. The Great Commission says that we are to go into all the world to tell of the good news. To speak the gospel. To speak the truth. You 
you know, it's it's kind of like how riverbanks work, man. What they do is they help they help channel the energy of water to flow in a particular direction. And that's what God's wanting you to do. He's wanting you to fan and to channel that fire into one certain direction. He wants you to channel that living water that lives on the inside of you. To a certain direction. And that direction is not horizontal. That direction is vertical. That direction is vertical. If there were no banks. If there were no river banks. The water would just go around anywhere. And most likely disappear into the ground. Or cause damage to what is around it. Guys I want you to hear this. When it comes to holiness, the riverbanks are the instruction has, God has given us to keep our lives in a proper order that helps rather than hurts. Guys, I want you to hear that one, one more again. Hear this one more again and really let it sink in. When it comes to holiness, the riverbanks are the instructions God has given us to keep our lives in a proper order that helps people, that helps rather than hurts. <laughs> and when do they, when they don't function in this order, chaos will ensue. I mean, you can look at any of the, the great floods and, and any any time that, that any of the great rivers in, in this world has overflowed, what has it done? It The water has risen past its banks, past the river banks, past the, the bank and flowed out and caused major destruction. That's what we're doing when we're not following in the holiness of, the way God has intended for it to be followed. And when we're not doing what God has intended for us to be doing. Now, in game, I've got to mention uh, Marvel. I've got to mention it. Um, in the storyline involving the Avengers, one of the core concepts involves Infinity Stones. The Infinity Stones. And if someone were powerful enough to own them all at once, they would have unlimited power. However, those stones that were originally intended for good could turn and have unlimited destructive power as well. In Infinity War, in the, the recent Avengers movie, Infinity Wars, Thanos eventually gains all of the stones. And what was meant for good is turned out for evil. Rather than being constructive with them, with all the power he has, he uses it to destroy half of the living universe. Guys, it's the same way with God. God gives us, our, gives us gifts like authority, wealth, relationships, 
family, education, and many other powerful things that are not bad, that, that are genuinely meant to do good, that are genuinely meant to be good, but when they're misused, they become sin. And guys, I'm going to end with this. This sin, in this latter part of my, my message today, not only affects us, but it can end up being destructive and destroying the people around us. When you're given an authority, if you're not in communion and communion and intimacy with the Father, that authority that you're given to do good, to lead people, to teach people, can be used to crush people. That money that you were given, that wealth that you were given, instead of being used for good, can be used for bad. The relationships you have with people, if they're not a if it's not a vertical relationship, if you're not spending time with the Father, and that 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 relationship stays horizontal, it can be destructive. When those things are misused, they will become sin. And that sin not only affects us, but it can end up being destructive in other people's lives. So this week, I want you to, as you go through your week, I want you to make sure that holiness doesn't only include your actions, but is motivated by a heart towards God. You have to spend time with the Father. You have to know. You have to learn His heartbeat. Because if you don't know His heartbeat, you can do everything right. Begrudgingly. The Bible says you have to be willing and obedient. It's not just enough to be obedient, but that willingness has to go along with it. I can give my tithes, and if I give it begrudgingly, I'm not going to re reap the blessing of it. Because it says God loves a cheerful giver. You have to be willing and obedient. So guys, let's just work this week on, on being willing and obedient. Um, talk to the Father. If, you, if you're not 100% sure what you know the holiness thing looks like, message me. Studio412ministries at gmail.com. Email me. I will gladly, gladly help you. My wife will gladly, gladly help you. Spend that time with the Father. 
learn his heart and put your heart in line with his and go after it. Father, I just come before you today. I thank you for what you're doing in, through, and with us. Um, I thank you for Studio 412 Ministries and, and the just the, the message behind it and the, the vision and the mission behind it to reach out to people by taking the road less traveled to help teenagers, young adults, anybody that, that hears the message. Father, I just thank you that you're giving my, my wife and, and family and myself the opportunity to speak into lives. Father, I thank you for everyone that is listening today, Father, that, that can hear the sound of my voice. I thank you that they have a better understanding of what holiness is and what holiness is not. And Father, I thank you that if they don't 100% know and understand what holiness is, if they're still in that mindset that holiness is a bad thing, that it's being restrictive of what they do, Father, I just thank you that you're going to soften their heart and you're going to bring their heart in line with yours. And they're going to have a heart to serve you, not begrudgingly, but out of willingness and obedience. Father, I thank you for anyone that may be listening today that may have a a, a need, a, a, a financial need, a health need, Father. I thank you that those financial me- needs are met and covered in Jesus' name. I thank you that those health issues are gone. Symptoms have to go in Jesus' name. Healing has to come into their body in Jesus' name. So, Father, I just thank you that you have given them Eyes to see what you would have them to see, ears to hear what you would have them to hear, and a heart to go hard after you. In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, again, I want to thank you for taking time to listen to this podcast today. Um, Again, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Studio 412 Ministry backslash. I can't remember which way the slash goes. The Studio 412 Ministries Incorporated. Um, hit us up on, on email, uh, studio412ministries at gmail.com. If you need anything, prayer requests, please, please, please let us know. We will stand in the gap with you. Guys, hope you have a wonderful day. Uh, enjoy your Tuesday. God bless you. Bye-bye. See y'all next week with week three of Endgame. Have a good one.